All right. Hello and welcome to this new session or episode on the Digital Nomad Mom podcast. Today I'm joined by Lynn Saperstein and I'm really excited to hear everything about her story. She's an inspiration and you could say one of the dinosaurs of the digital nomads out there if you don't take it the wrong way I mean <laughs> actually compliment <laughs> but yeah hey thanks so much for joining me today Lynn and um yeah glad to have you we'll dive straight into your story because we don't want to waste any time and uh yeah just have a little browse back into the history of um, how you got started and introduce yourself to the audience please <laughs> sure so first so grateful to be here um, got to meet julia in person such a treat so getting to be on the podcast is amazing um and like she said i'm a bit of, bit of an og uh entrepreneur but i can't by any means i can't say i'm one of the first but i was really one of the first women who really stepped forward because it was a lot of um, men just going off and adventuring around the world and running these digital companies. And I, I said, I want to do that. So I was living and working um, in New York City and mostly doing coaching and, and business consulting. And I, I'd always had this passion to travel. And I was like, how do we put this together? And then I started hearing about digital nomads. And so I really, I, di I did a couple tests. I went to Costa Rica. I went to Nicaragua. I you know, worked first from like an iPad with a little keyboard that was a little too low tech. I was like, I got to bring the whole computer with me. Um, I mean, there was all kinds of hiccups on that trip. Like I did some of my work calls in a bar because the internet was not good enough at my hostel. Um, but I really, I, 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 did, I did a couple weeks and then I, I did a couple months and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And so I subletted my apartment and I went for it. And, and I haven't looked back since. Fill the audience. That was, in, that was in 2013. 2013. And um, well, 2012 and then 2013 was when I really stepped into it fully. And I got um, actually a client in Costa Rica. So I stayed with them for several months and then traveled around while I was working with them. And so that was one of the magical things about the work that I was doing because I was really narrowing my niche into travel and into tourism. And so I was actually getting to merge my trips with my work. So my clients were inviting me to destinations and taking me to hotels and retreat centers. And so I was getting to work with these amazing companies. And I was also introduced to the retreat world um, with a company I had been working with previously. And I finally decided to host my first retreat. So at the end of 2013, I hosted my first retreat in Costa Rica at one of my client's properties. And that really opened a lot of doors for me as well, because I became one of the first people who was guiding coaches and trainers on how to host their own retreats. Awesome. And so that took me on so many adventures around the planet from Bali to Italy to Morocco, uh, to Peru, and being able to both speak and help other people launch their first retreats um, and, and really have fun the entire time I was doing it and getting to see the world and go on these amazing adventures. My dad always says that I pack into one year, even before, even during, right before COVID, those three months before COVID, I packed so much adventure into my, my year, but he would say I would pack a lifetime of adventure and so that's what I've been doing since 2013. Awesome that's so good and uh, 
Yeah, I, I love that. I feel like when people, I mean, not saying that everyone is doing it the same way or the same level that you do, but uh, I, I, I get that a lot when people look from the outside who don't live the digital normal lifestyle, they always say, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. And I, I, I want to do that too one day or when I'm retired and I feel like the digital nomads who are living it already, they pack everything in. And, and that's why also the saying, we live life the fullest. Uh, it definitely applies to this. Uh, you, you get to soak up so much and yeah, experience life. So awesome. Amazing. So, so you did that. And um, obviously, I'm sure you did not really plan for it. So like you explained it, you, you were kind of going and letting yourself yeah, drift and, and, and evolve. Yeah, I mean, I think I had that. And I think that's part of the journey is like really letting yourself evolve, but having some structured launches or some regular clients. And mm -hmm. that's a game of trial and error that I've definitely played. I, I used to coach that like the feast and famine of the digital nomad, because if you're out having too much fun, you may not have enough clients lined mm -hmm. up for the next few weeks or the next few months to pay your bills. And so how do you set up reoccurring revenue? or MRR, you know, products or services and, and get connected to those communities. And, you know, like my best friend, she's sold on Etsy uh, for years and she has like 16 Etsy stores and they make money even if she has no internet and multiple times she's had no internet for weeks, <laughs> but it's still making money. It's still yeah. working for her. Yeah, that's so smart. And that's yeah, that's definitely goal uh, to make this lifestyle, lifestyle sustainable um or not gold but that's that's the point about it it doesn't make sense exactly. people started and then save their um spend their savings on it and then yeah no the whole point is that everyone gets to do this for as long as they want maybe even for the entire the rest of their lives <laughs> so so this was how you got started and then um Take us a little bit through your journey. Um, maybe fast forward to today, or what was the highlight in between and the change, um, turning points uh, throughout yeah. the years? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you get more and more expertise, you get more and more experience, you get more and more confidence, right? Um, you have a bigger network, you feel safer, you know, launching um, maybe bigger products or higher ticket offerings. And what had happened for me is I went from business coaching to business consulting, and then I had a group of consultants. And then I said, I might as well have an agency. Yeah. So, and I was like, what do you have to do to have an agency? And basically the answer is just say you're an agency. So <laughs> I had, uh, I had about 15 contractors globally, and I knew how to hire remotely. We had several members of our team who were experts. We had amazing people like from Eastern Europe and Asia and even, you know, random parts of South America. And we had graphic designers and developers. And so we had this amazing team. And so I could offer more. So it be, we became a one-stop shop. We became this mm -hmm. comprehensive marketing agency. And I could charge more because we really had this amazing portfolio of work. Like, you know, once you have 10, 50, or even five websites or five projects that you can show mm. to a client and, and that word of mouth is buzzing around, then you are more valuable. And so that's what happened. So 
we, we are a hospitality marketing agency. And so unfortunately we took a hit during COVID, um, but I've become even more boutique, right? So I only have three clients. Um, I have, they're high ticket. I, I'm paid nicely every month. I have a much smaller team. I miss my big team, but mm. you know, that's what had to happen. And I supported all of my contractors and either getting full-time work or other gigs. And we were a family. We were always taking care of each other. We, you know, they helped me put on big conferences. They came down to Costa Rica with me. One of them came to Italy with me for another event. So we were always kind of working together. Um, and now I'm doing coaching again. Now mm -hmm. I've come full circle and I'm back in the coaching world and I'm much more laid back about it. I'm mm -hmm. not so stressed out. I'm not like hustling for clients and energetically that's working for me because yeah. people are just coming in. And, um, so we've had the membership program since last year and I did women's circles last year as well. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going toward a program that we're going to be launching in a few weeks. And, um, and so I just, a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. So it's been, it's been amazing. I've been really okay. grateful. Cool. That sounds so good. And also uh, you tapped into something that I'm, I'm teaching in my online course for aspiring digital nomad families that is just to stay open-minded and flexible to, to change because like living this this uh this lifestyle and having um an online business or you know working um online that requires some sort of um yeah flexibility just to to, to say well it, it's not set in stone you you didn't just buy a store <laughs> and you're you know tied to a location no that's the beauty of it and now today you're a coach and maybe in in one year you're not and yeah you know just grow or grow back like in your case it doesn't mean you know you're you're doing something backward no it's just embracing the the situation and and go with it that's cool and that's it, it, it it's this adaptability mm -hmm. that we have and I, i've said this before i think that online especially digital entrepreneurs um who are like nomads we are more organized entrepreneurs because we have to be everything is in our google drive we have our backup drives we have our backup internet i mean we are prepared for apocalypse. And a lot of uh, digital nomads were prepared for COVID and for the restrictions and all the things that happened. And especially those in e-commerce, especially those who were selling products, they were booming and they still are booming. You know, they were still thriving even amidst chaos globally and economically on the planet. So and we are, we are these adaptable creatures that can kind of build a website in an hour or a day yeah. and then launch a new business. We can launch a new course. We can launch a new product line in moments, in moments. And, and that's how innovative we are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what I love so much about, about it. Um, well, let's, let's tap a little bit of, uh, into the topic since we're on the digital nomad mom podcast, mom podcast. Um, <laughs> let's, um, you shared something with me when we met the other day, uh, that you're planning to get, uh, you know, expand your little family, like, right now you're a couple becoming a family <laughs> so maybe you can share a little bit what are your thoughts and feelings around that yeah like especially so, when it comes to the nomad part 
Exactly. So I may turn this interview on its head and I may start asking Julia questions because <laughs> okay. I do have a lot of female digital nomad friends who have been doing the like single girl travel all over the planet. And then now they have a significant other. Now they have their life evolving. And now I like to call myself an intuitive nomad. So I used to travel like week to week and I was bouncing around like a pinball. Now I take it much slower. Like I heard the term recently slow mad and I really oh. liked it. There was something that was really juicy about it. Like staying somewhere for three months or six months and having like a mini home there, but not being fully grounded maybe being a part of a community, not owning a house, not putting tons of money into something, yeah. um, but really building things. So this is where my life is evolving to. I have a partner of two years. We're engaged. We got engaged during COVID. We actually have a dog now. So we also like, like it is totally different to travel even just with the dog now because we, we adopted him here in Thailand and we've got to get, he's got to have a permit. He's got to have a kennel. He's got to have all these things. So I keep making jokes that it's like preparing me for a baby, even though I know it's like not, not enough, but it's like some little steps that I'm taking toward that. And, you know, like I'm getting a bit older and it's like, okay, now is the time. Now is the time. And I've always wanted children. I've always, you know, and I, and I found the great, amazing partner that I was dreaming of having, having a family with. And so now, a lot of the questions I'm asking myself is like, oh, where will I be during the first trimester? Hmm. Like, what if I have morning sickness this entire time? Like, I can't be bouncing around. I can't be like not knowing where the nearest toilet is or place where I can take a nap. And then, you know, like what I've talked to a few of my friends, it's like, where do I want to have this child? You know, hmm. and things like home birth, if you're very like holistic and natural and crunchy, like I am, you know, so it's illegal in some countries. It's illegal in Thailand to have a home birth. Yeah. So doing this <laughs> kind of research. So that's why I'm like, I'm so curious about like, like OBGYN care and doula care and, and, and all of that. And yeah finding your grounding. And like, I saw friends who had a baby and were moving around and that doesn't look so interesting to me, but it's like, okay, this is my lifestyle. This is how I've worked. And so I've even watched during COVID everything slow down, right? All of my work, I was normally like traveling, traveling. Oh, I got a flight just for the weekend. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, slow down, slow your pace. So that's sort of where I'm in. COVID gave me a great gift of slowing down my travel mm. and slowing down my nervous system so I could recover from all that travel. And now it's really looking at perspective wise, like, what do I want? I don't want huge business anymore. I've got the reputation. I've got the client pool. Now what I want is I want some of the things that I left behind, some mm. of the things that were not a part of my digital nomad plan and how do I weave them in and how do I, you know, maybe become this slow mad and we have two or three homes around the world, or maybe we try it and our one-year-old is too much. And we decide we want to be in one place mm. and we have to find our place on the earth. That is our community. And that's the other thing. I really want to raise a child. We want to raise children in community, mm. not alone. So 
that's some of my brain. Oh my goodness. I, I yeah. hope some other people identify. <laughs> and so many topics, like so many, uh, of course we could, uh, we, we could talk for hours and that's also the reason why I created my course, because I feel like there is a lack of guidance out there for especially families and, uh, yeah, uh, things that you <laughs> confirm that this is exactly what what is uh, what is out there and needed. So um, yeah, I mean, I can only share that it is possible. I mean, I did it. My my both my sons were uh, born around the world. Um, in the first trimester, it really depends on how you feel. I never had anything like morning sickness. It depends on your pregnancy, of course. But um, we went like with with um, my first son, he, we had all our travels already laid out and we suddenly became pregnant, you know, and then we were uh, in Dubai and then uh, off to the Philippines. And I went to a conference and, and, you know, I got my, my little um, mama certificate pass library book booklet. I don't even know how to call it from, from a doctor in, in the Philippines. And then the next one, I went to Istanbul and, and then, you know, everywhere around the world, women get pregnant yeah. that's that's a fact and uh some some of the limiting limiting beliefs or, or stories we make up is like you have to be in your home country in order to have proper health care and it's not i mean yes you don't speak the language maybe everywhere but you know it's definitely doable everywhere and um my second son was born on the canary islands in one of the canary islands and actually was a um home birth, um, alone birth. We didn't plan for that. We, we wanted to have our um, doula with us, but she was too late. He was too quick. <laughs> so, so we kind of had him on our own, which was totally fine and, and beautiful and everything went well. But I wouldn't say do that. No recommendation. But yeah. I was just saying, like, you know, there are so many scenarios. And uh, like with everything in life, it 100% also depends on how you go about this and how you feel and especially like if I can give one advice and this has nothing to do with the digital nomad part but with the for the moms out there or the moms to be oh my goodness just trust yourself we are made to 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 become mothers and you know our body already knows what to do and we just have to trust that this is all you know a machine and I was just you know <laughs> oh now it's yeah this, the machine gets started and then you just let it work and yes I mean well, don't get me started on giving birth because <laughs> for me it was too beautiful birth I would have another one in a in a chiffy but now I have two lively toddler, toddlers and it's it's a handful so I'm not like uh, I'm always <laughs> yeah but anyway so all these questions that you have in mind right now, they're natural, obviously, but there are solutions and answers to all of them. And um, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of getting organized and informed and educated and talking to the right people and and mingle amongst those who have already gone through it. Um, so that's this is why I agree, like community is is key. Um, and the, the beautiful thing is there's so many digital nomad families out there so so it's not that you're doing something completely crazy so yeah people live that lifestyle with their kids um including myself <laughs> so so no, I, I love it yeah, yeah. and I, I think and think that's the secret too is like 
feeling safe to bring this up, right? Because yeah. I think there is some of the like, oh, you have to figure it out yourself. And, yeah. and it's funny, I feel like I'm more prepared mentally and in my business to like have a program running while I'm, you know, dealing with an infant than I am with like, well, where are we going to live and how am I going to find the right, you know, and, and, and I, I agree with you. I've, I've received amazing healthcare around the world and, and mm. I'm not convinced I need to go back to the U S I know I have had a few friends, like one friend, she like lives on an Island and she's like a surfer and she runs her retreats, but she actually moved to the mainland. She moved to a place where she was closer to a birthing center just for six months, right before the birth. So she yeah. could have some of that grounding. And I've even had friends do the same thing in Thailand, you know, not be on the island, move to the mainland, move toward like yeah. Mai or Pai because they had bigger hospitals, they had things closer to them. So these are the kind of things that I'm, I'm playing in my mind. And I think the other piece is just community, like knowing that there are sisters around like Julia who have been there, done that, and they're thriving, right? Because it's like, I think there's this somehow depletes you and takes away and you like mm -hmm. get overweight and it's a lot of us are very committed to a healthy lifestyle and I watch Julia thrive I mean she's glowing she's like taking on more clients and I'm oh, like yeah. yeah that's it that's it with two toddlers well because because you know once you find that passion job or business um it doesn't feel like work and I I uh, yeah I'm super grateful and every every day, you know, I drive around my scooter with my with my sons when on this island. I mean, I feel so blessed to be here. But it, you know, and then I I I realize and I have to always, not I have to, I always repeat it to myself, this is what you chose, this is what you created, you know, and and this is why it feels so right. So instead of like following some some sort of um you know curriculum that other people tell you to do that's why so many people feel miserable about, that, about their lives because they do something that they didn't decide and uh, you know I'm, I'm not blaming them or say oh you're doing it wrong but i'm just seeing it now from from outside and say i know why i'm flowing thriving because it's exactly what i had envisioned and i am living my dream life yeah so when I play with my sons, I feel like so happy that I get to play with them whenever I want. And then at the same time, now I'm, you know, business hat on and then I do the things because it's so much fun for me. And, and at the end of the day, I don't feel exhausted, like, like as in burnout. It, yeah, it's, yeah. So I can just cheer for this. <laughs> no, and I love this because it's, there's two pieces here for me. One is like when you talked about the dream life right? My dream life was to travel and work, right? Mm. I achieved that dream. I unlocked that level. Yeah. Now the next thing is, can I keep living the life I love? And can I also have a family? Yes. And I also have this too. Yes. And the answer is yes. And, and I think like, you know, ha especially this transition for me, it's like, this is the gift I can give a child. I'm mm -hmm. living happiness. I'm living joy. I'm living health and I'm living wealth. And, and you can have this too in whatever way it looks like for you. And I a hundred percent support you because look at all the crazy things that I've done yeah. to build my dream, to build my happiness. And now we're here. And I, even that's exciting to me. I don't know if you're homeschooling or how you're doing schooling, or if you've had those conversations yet, 
but just the opportunity for learning in mm-hmm. communities and now everything is digital. So it's even easier. The whole world is caught up to yeah. us, um, but to learn from anywhere, to learn whatever excites them and whatever makes them happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, yes, education, don't get me started on education because this is a whole nother, you know, uh, can of worms. Boom. Um, but yes, it is totally, totally possible. I mean, mine are two and four, the four-year-old now just, you know, slowly, but surely we have to like, um, make up our minds um, there's so many options but definitely not the regular school system that's already for sure um and again also there are already so many communities that have solved that problem because they have children and they want their children to be open-minded spirit uh, spirits and and not um yeah send them into the normal school so so there's already a solution there and I don't have to worry. I know these four years, this year, um, I'm looking into world schooling and schooling and all these concepts. And I, I'm pretty sure we find something perfect for us. So I'm not worried at all. <laughs> and you're adaptable, right? So if one works for one and not the other, you're going to be able to pivot and you're going to be able to be creative. And you yeah. already know you, you and your partner have that skill set. So you're going to be able to do it. And, and also something else is, I will never force this lifestyle up uh, upon us. Like if my my kids request, I want to stay in this place because I have like this amazing teacher. I, I'm really, so so what? You know, I will not say, no, we have to move on because I want to see Machu Picchu. No, I already checked that off my list when I was single. Uh, and then, then of course, not everyone did that. And you still want to maybe do the travel thing, but then do it, do it when, you know, then, you can always a little older and when you're you know when they're older and they're interested in it or yeah take the pressure out of this um sightseeing uh to-do list because i feel like when when people start that lifestyle that's all they focus on we need to get you know go through all these must-sees and um i i'm a big fan of slow traveling now as well after having done the travel craziness full speed life um, initially. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you get so much more out of it if you stay in one place and really immerse yourself in the culture and, and see what communities are there. But um, yeah, just stay, stay open-minded and adopt it to whatever is needed. Can I ask you that question? So sure. I'm definitely, I think I'm past the bucket list you know, travel. I, I, I still wanna go to Egypt, but I think that'll happen sooner rather than later it was supposed to happen during right during covid okay. but how did you choose where to ground in well, how did thailand come into play was there certain aspects or did it just find you and it you were here? Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i was i was never we were never planning to come here well yes we did like in um January 2020 there was a conference in Chiang Mai where I was a speaker at the Namat Summit so I gave a speech there and then we were I was booked in Italy right after so we were actually meant to go to Italy and only came here for I think three or four weeks Um, and then well you know what happened Italy Italy. especially not then especially not Italy so so it was always like in 2020 we were like okay 
then they gave us the visa amnesty. And so we were just saying month by month, let's wait and see, let's wait and see. And they were calling us to our home countries. It both didn't really seem like a good option. And my gut feeling was always telling me, stay, stay, stay. And I was just listening to it. Yeah. So that's how we ended up here. And that's how I actually found out how it is to stay grounded for a bit. Because before that, we were always like, okay, our visa runs out. We, we've we been here already two months. We need to find a new location. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, next, next, next. And I actually am very grateful for this Um yeah, the steadiness right now a little bit, even though I have to admit, we moved a lot in between the island, you know, changed houses, and just for the sake of, yeah, changing settings, yeah. And, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, being on this island feels still like holiday <laughs> to us, and uh, I, I enjoy it, yeah, and then also, yeah, we're now having a lot less pressure to, you know, where are we going next? We, we now plan ahead and we already have a few destinations in mind. Maybe Costa Rica, we were thinking about Bali again, but um, right now it doesn't really look so good. But yeah, yeah it, it comes when it comes, you know. Yeah, Bali, we can't bring the dog to. So Bali goes right off the list. Exactly. So then it's like, okay, that makes it easier. Okay, all right. So where can we take the dog? All right, we look at all the lists of where we can take the dog. <laughs> and soon, if you have children, then in, when, when you have your children, uh, soon you will look into those places where the, the genomic family communities are. And there are a exactly. bunch of places around the world where you already know, oh, you'll meet like-minded uh, people. So yeah. I know some options out there where I know we have a good time. So this is how we choose now our next destination. Yeah, there's, there's great families in Costa Rica. I can introduce you. It's yeah. one of my dearest friends and their kids are brilliant. They speak Spanish, they speak English. Some of them speak Chinese, you know, they surf, they like, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, I love Costa Rica. Yeah. I definitely want to go back there rather sooner than later, but yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, we are way past uh, the normal episodes. <laughs> this is when, you know, when it's so interesting. Uh, thank you so much. If, I mean, thank I want to ask you if you had like one last uh, advice or something that you would like to share with the audience, what would it be? Well, first, if you are somebody who's not a digital nomad yet, um, you know, and you've got that spark in you, you've got that interest. I always say, just go do the trial, just go do a trial stay, you know, go right now. It's so easy with coronavirus. You, you just go somewhere and you're only allowed to stay there a certain amount of time. So go experiment, give it a trial with your family. I had a dear friend just moved down to Mexico during Corona and now she moved her whole life down there. They mm. bought a house there. They're just, and she's like, I don't even want to go around. I just want to be here. I just want to ground in. So go and do the experiment. And then if you're someone who's been in this lifestyle and you hung through it during uh, this COVID, you know, whole interruption, I think my invitation is just to read what really matters to you. What do you want to prioritize? And maybe right now it's prioritizing money and maybe it's prioritizing systems and making sure that you've got money always coming in, or maybe it's prioritizing a new launch or something new. But find the thing that's really important to you. Like for me right now, it's something different. It's something more of my lifestyle and my personal mm -hmm. life. So 
just feel into really what is true for me. What's in my heart? What's in my, my gut? What's in my intuition to really be going forward and let it be okay. If it doesn't look like everyone else, let it be okay. If it doesn't look like those you look up to in this space, let yourself be the trailblazer. This was, these are my retreats. I call them trailblazer retreats, but you know, your they are, the trailblazer goes through the jungle with the machete and clears the path. Mm-hmm. going where the path doesn't exist and you're paving the way for others. And so be the trailblazer. Don't be afraid to step out and do it your way. Yeah. So good. So good. And I, I always end the show saying, just try it out once in your life. You know, your old life will always be there waiting for you. You can't go wrong. I mean, yeah, it's so easy to go back into the system. Um, yeah. Simple. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> don't make this hard. <laughs> Lynn, so, 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 so good. Um, this was amazing. And um, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and everything. Uh, loved having you in the show. If you want to reach out uh, to Lynn, I definitely put all the links in the description, but how can they find you ideally on uh, online? How do they connect with you? Um, Facebook, Instagram, experience experts, experienceexperts.com. And, um, and all my coaching work is on elementalsphere.com. And I'll make sure I give you guys all the links. And if something resonated and you want to connect, I really, I make friends through podcasts. So please reach out to me. Yeah. Do so, do so. She's amazing. Okay, thanks so much. And thanks for listening. This was it for today, but stay tuned. We'll definitely come up with something new, excited. And I also just wanted to let you know, I was talking about this course, uh, I mentioned it throughout this episode. So we are right now, um, it's end of September while we're recording this episode. So we're pre-launched still, but you might listen to this episode and wonder, um, about Life by Design, which is my online course for aspiring couples and uh, families who want digital nomad couples and families who want to actually be guided through this process of setting themselves up so that this lifestyle is actually a success because you can do it uh, the hard way like I did. Uh, I did a lot of things, you know, tested and trial and, you know, I wish I had that uh, course back then. But you don't have to do it the hard way. You can spend yourself some time um, Googling and researching on the web. So this course is meant for you to be a, a guidebook and you get even myself on top of it uh, twice per month. I, I'll show up in a mastermind setting so you can ask me all your questions and Yes, yeah, so that this will become your next uh, successful story in the digital nomad world. So if you're interested, I also pop the link in uh, the description, Life by Design, sign up for it. I'd love to have you in, in the crowd and in the club. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so stay tuned and thanks for listening, you guys. <laughs>